Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers played a preseason game in Phoenix and to the surprise of nobody, Jay Crowder pulled a dick move. So the Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix tonight in preseason game number two. They lose 117 to 105. Uh, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard uh, all do not play tonight. Ariza is still nursing that kind of bum ankle. Uh, LeBron and Russ are taking their time. I can understand why those guys didn't play. I kind of predicted it. Uh, it was funny. The the information about who was going to be available came out basically right after I recorded yesterday's <laughs> lowdown. Uh, but yeah, I predicted that some of, if not all of, the main guys wouldn't be playing in this one because of the time that they were going to be playing. It was a a weird, I think it was a, a 3 p.m. tip uh, Pacific time, 5 o'clock out here my time, 4 o'clock where uh, they were actually playing the game. They did so because there was a WNBA playoff game uh, that the Phoenix Mercury were playing in. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, obviously right call to move up the, the NBA game that doesn't matter so that you can still have the WNBA game uh, in prime time. But I, I thought that it, I would have been surprised to see all of the Lakers play in this one, not just because it's just game number two, but again, because of that that tip-off time. So it, it showed me a couple things. One, uh, that the Lakers, I think, still really need another wing. Uh, another wing who, with, with NBA on-court experience. Uh, no slander or no, no knock on Austin Reeves, but... I don't think he is going to be a productive NBA player this year. And if Trevor Reza is hurt, and like we just saw in this one, if LeBron can't go or whatever, uh, that leaves the Lakers really thin in terms of bigger wing type bodies. And we saw tonight where uh, AD played more five and almost played, I think only five. I don't think he, he didn't spend any time out there with DeAndre Jordan too. Uh, and and that forced the Lakers into a bunch of multiple guard lineups where they weren't very big or, or, or very physical. And so it was Anthony Davis or DeAndre Jordan out there with a bunch of guards. Occasionally, you know, Carmelo Anthony plays 17 minutes. But when you have those, you know, that many guards alongside AD, that and, and those guards being not particularly great defenders leads to a lot of uh, penetration leads to a lot of uh, offensive rebounding opportunities. Uh, when DeAndre Jordan was out there, Phoenix was getting pretty much whatever they wanted in the pick and roll. So either Jordan was too deep to go out and contest or he, that he was so deep that they were able to fully turn the corner and just kind of pick him apart. And uh, he was forced to contest late, which takes him away from the basket. Now you have four rebounders all being undersized and the Lakers really got kind of slaughtered. Uh, getting out rebounded in this one, uh, fifty-two to forty, so not exactly ideal there. Uh, in 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 terms of players that we saw, I still think there were some good things though. I thought it was pretty clear that Anthony Davis was still kind of going through the motions, not exactly attacking the rim with any real force. Uh, he finishes the game on with fourteen points, eight boards to go with a couple blocks, a couple steals, a couple assists. 5 of 14 from uh, the field, 1 of 3 from three-point range, 3 of 6 from the free-throw line. Six free throws is good. 
Uh, but I thought that he is still pretty clearly, you know, not really looking to play too high above the rim until he absolutely has to. So, uh, but but still, given the fact that he was going, I would say about sixty percent out there, uh, still had some moments that where he really reminds you on both ends of the court. Oh yeah, that's that's right. That is Anthony Davis. Another player who continued to impress here was uh, Malik Monk. He finishes the game with 18 points, 7 of 11 from the field, 4 of 7 from three-point range, and uh, boy, his shot is pure. It's pure, it's quick, it's an easy stroke. The ball just kind of explodes off of his hand, so it doesn't look like he has to put too much effort into getting the ball to the rim from three-point range. Uh, It's going to be really difficult to ward him off legitimate rotational minutes, uh, you see other guards tonight. Uh, you had Taylor Horton Tucker played 24 minutes. He goes for 11 points, five turnovers, three of seven from the field, two of four from three-point range. Okay game, I thought. I, I, I thought there were some good things and some bad things that he did. He still is, I think, taking one dribble too many per possession. Uh, other guards out there, you had Kendrick Nunn. He goes for 11 points also. 5 of 12 from the, from the field, 1 of 5 from three-point range, a couple assists. Uh, again, nothing to really write home about, especially in comparison to the aforementioned Monk. So uh, that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch here, the way that those rotational minutes go down. With the uh, backup guard spots, Rajon Rondo played 18 minutes tonight, uh, scored four points with five assists, uh, and was it was a typical Rondo game, I thought. So I, I just think of of the guards, and if there is like an open competition for for that secondary guard spot, Monk is I would say made the loudest case for himself. And then Frank Vogel said after practice the other day that uh, Kent Bazemore has made a lot of noise because of his athleticism and length uh, with one of those uh, wing spots as well. So uh, look, it's great to see Monk play this way, and and it, it looks like a really promising fit there, especially as more guys get back healthy. I mentioned it at the top, and I have seen the clip. I've watched the tape <laughs> a few times over, and I've slowed it down, and it really appeared that Jay Crowder tried to, at the very least, trip up Anthony Davis when he didn't have to. Gave him a little shove, stepped on the back of his foot. I just think there's no place for that in preseason basketball, and Crowder is you know, a villain, not just with the Lakers fan base, But just in general, he has pulled a bunch of dirty stuff in the past. Um, It would have been nice to see Dwight Howard out there so that if they saw that tape at halftime, Dwight could come out and let Jay know that that is not something that the Lakers are going to stand for. It's going to be interesting to see also uh, after the Lakers watch some of this tape. If I was a video coordinator, I would make sure to throw it in the highlight reel just so that the Lakers all see, hey, not only did Crowder speed up, but he kind of detoured over a little bit. And then after he stepped on Anthony Davis's foot, he gives him a nice little shove to make sure he really goes down. I just thought, look, even if let's let's just say it was unintentional, Jay Crowder just slips or whatever. There are ways to avoid contact with a player who is like five, seven feet in front of you. And and in the preseason, there is no need to be that close in the open court when the ball is on the opposite side of the floor to somebody who is clearly running 
back towards the ball, away from the, the, the lane that Jay Crowder was filling. I thought it was a dirty play. I think it's continued dirtiness from, from Jay Crowder. And, you know, I wouldn't mind a little retribution should Dwight Howard be on the court with Jay Crowder again uh, in a future game. Nothing to – I don't want Crowder to get hurt or anything like that. I just think for the Lakers, they got to remind this guy that's not all right. You can't pull that shit in, in the preseason. Next preseason game for the Lakers isn't until Friday, so we will have plenty of reaction and stuff uh, in terms of quotes and analysis on the website and on this pod feed. Uh, Speaking of this pod feed, I recorded and posted a conversation that I had with Chris Harrington earlier today. It was a blast. We get into uh, what he is hearing league-wide about the Lakers and how teams feel about them. Uh, We discuss uh, LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, cream has now gone at LeBron and the anti-vaxxing community in the NBA, uh, very strongly now a couple times. So he and I discussed that. And then, uh, we finished with a conversation about the nineties Knicks because of his book, uh, that he is, uh, has released is releasing in, uh, January called blood in the garden, the flagrant history of the 1990s, New York Knicks. So check that out both in terms of the book, get your pre-orders in, and then also in terms of uh, the conversation that I have with Chris. It was a blast. It was really, really good. He was very uh, giving with his time, and, and, and we had a really good time chatting it up. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.